Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started, y'all know I cannot do any episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo-boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. So today I'm talking with someone um, who is really special. Um, I just met this young lady. She has a lot of great... Um, stuff that I want to bring to y'all from a different perspective. And you'll see exactly what I mean in just a moment. Kalina is based out of Toronto, Canada, and she is a young 23-year-old, um, brilliant young lady. She's a young entrepreneur, and she has a passion to help people with their personal growth and educate others about the deaf community. And the reason why I really wanted to bring Kalina onto this show is because Kalina is actually hard of hearing. She became deaf at the age of four, and she just graduated from York University with a degree in psychology. And now she is getting to, um, she's getting into building her platform as well as starting her online coaching business to help educate on how to be more aware, more educated with understanding and communicating with people that are deaf um, and or hard of hearing. And she's also working on her book. So this young lady has a lot of good stuff going on. So y'all know I had to bring her onto the podcast so that we could get her perspective. So what you guys will be hearing today is a learning conversation. I learned so much as well as I, I pray all of y'all learn something when we get into this interview. But we talk about how she became deaf, what it was like being deaf and going to schools with people that are able to hear, um, how she dealt with the bullying, how she learned how to advocate for herself, and how to actually communicate with people that are deaf and of hard of hearing. This is something I've been wanting to work on for a while in terms of making Spiritual Homegirl more accessible. And I pray that y'all... Um, were able to get what I was able to get out of this, which was a lot of great insight on how to understand um, our, our family out there that we're connected to, but may not be 100% um, like, you know, because we really can't tell when people are deaf or hard of hearing unless we attempt to communicate with them. So this is something that's very um, special to me in terms of making sure that we, myself included, because I'm never above my own advice, that we know better as well as do better. So with that being said, y'all enjoy this interview with my new homegirl, Kalina. All right, y'all. I am here with Kalina, a.k.a. Deaf Queen Boss. How you doing today, Kalina? Hello. Thank you for having me today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you decided to come on to the show and talk because um, lately I've been really sitting with the idea of making sure that um, my platform is accessible. And as soon as I decided to do this, you popped up <laughs> so I was like this is a good sign so I need to talk to her and get some perspective here not only for myself but I'm sure there's a lot of us um that have questions about being more um aware and being more inclusive um and, and understanding how important accessibility is so with that being said like tell us you know who you are where you're from how old you are go right ahead Already, already. Thank you so much. Um, so hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Kalina. I am 23 years old. I'm from Canada, Toronto. Ooh. I know a lot of people be like, oh, that's the spot. Yes, it is the spot. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> so um, so basically a little background about myself. I basically help people in terms of educate them with the community and even to as well disability. 
Um, I as well, I also help people to develop like self growth and self esteem. You know, you know, being having a disability can be really challenging at times, right? When you get older. Um, and also too, I have an Instagram. Um, I'm an influencer, upcoming influencer. So I'm slowly building my page so I can educate everybody on it, on the deaf community. And yeah, so that's very dear for now. Okay, so you're 23, you're from Toronto. So are you hard of hearing or are you deaf? So a lot of people get confused with those two words. So I'm hard of hearing with my hearing aid. Without my hearing aid, I'm deaf. So I know people be like, what? Yes, it can be confusing at times. But when someone is wearing a hearing aid and, and they're speaking like the way I am, right? The hard of hearing. If someone is signing and they don't have any hearing aid or cochlear implants on, they would consider deaf. So for me, like I'm both because I can hear with my hearing aid very well, but without my hearing aid, I'm completely deaf. I cannot hear at all. Like people be like, so what can you hear without your hearing aid? The only thing I can hear with my hearing aid is airplane. That's it. Anything that is super, super loud, that's what I can hear. And that's it. My hearing is it's really like at the bottom. Like I can't hear anything at all. So yeah. So hopefully that clear up everything. Okay, I just want to make sure I understand. So basically, in your case, you're deaf because you can't hear anything unless it's super loud like an airplane. Yes. Okay, but if you, so basically if you sign, if you can't hear anything at all, no type of implants, no type of um, hearing the de uh, uh, devices that help Device. you hear. So without that, you're deaf. But if you have that type of um, um, device in, whether it's implanted or whether it's um, like a hearing aid, so technically you're hard of hearing, right? Did I yeah. get that right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Now, I don't want, I mean, if it's okay to ask, do you have something? You, so you have hearing aids in your ear right now? Yeah, I do. Right now, okay. I have my hearing aid on. Got yeah. it. Okay, okay. So technically, you're hard of hearing at this moment. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we got that down. All right, cool. So um, you're, you know, with your story, I understand that you became deaf at the age of four. Do you mind walking us through what happened with that in terms of how that happened? So... It's a long story. Um, so I basically went to daycare and I would recommend to do like eardrop. Um, so my doctor prescribed me an eardrop and then when I went to the daycare, the daycare would give me eardrop at the wrong time. So with that being done, things with eardrop too much in my ear, eardrop and the wrong timing. And by the time I got home, my hearing all of a sudden just went I remember one time I was sitting in front of the TV, my mom was calling me, I couldn't hear her at all. She came to me, she tapped my shoulder. She said, Kalina, I'm calling you. I'm like, and I literally jumped, because I had no idea she was calling me. And then the thing is, I didn't, I didn't even like, because I was four, so I'm, I'm a baby, so I don't know what's happening, right? And you don't know. And then she tapped my shoulder, Kalina, wake up, like, what are you doing? And then I didn't even, like, I had no idea. And so then I said, and I was like, I can't hear. And then she's like, what do you mean you can't hear? I'm like, I can't hear anything, mom. Like, I can't. And so we went to the doctor the next day, right away. My doctor said it was too late to do anything because of the airdrop and because of whoever put my airdrop in my ear did it wrong time. Either they put too much, and that's what happened. Well, so it was because of a daycare's error 
with administering eardrops for you yeah. as what yeah. a toddler I think it would yeah I was had a toddler and I think I had like an infection so that's what also causes a head well too right so so the infection plus the wrong administering of the drops is what caused your deafness yeah okay wow that's that that's frustrating to hear it is frustrating. It is. And my mom was stupid young when she had me too, right? So she was just devastated. She didn't even know what to do, you know, and thank God my grandma who was a nurse. So yeah, my grandma was able to cover everything up and just trying to move forward with me with my death when I became deaf and that's that. So was there ever any retribution against the daycare center? Because it's their fault, I would think. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know what happened afterwards, to be honest. Um, I don't know if, sorry, I don't know if they sued the daycare. I'm not too sure what they did because I never really asked them those type of questions, but I just know how it became deaf and that was it. Understood. So now you're about four. So as you go from four to 23, how has life been being a person who can be hard of hearing at times or be deaf at times? It was so challenging. Like there were a lot of downs when I was in, when I was starting school to high school. There was a lot of downs a lot and there was some up, like some ups, but I wouldn't say hundred percent successful no it was really hard um because 90 percent of people i was surrounded with are hearing people every time i step in the room it's a hearing person not one person that was deaf like me i basically had to grow up myself my grow up basically super quick when i was like seven to get my things together build that self-esteem and like i can do this i can do this you know, like having my mom, my grandma, and my aunt to guide me, push me, you know, show me what, um, what kind of woman, you know, because a little girl, like, you know, you have to stand up for yourself. And so I had to learn that and do it from my mom, my grandma, and my aunt. And so literally, like, it was not easy, like, especially, like, meeting friends, um, teachers, daycare, um, even my deaf school too, because I went to two schools, actually. I went to a deaf school and a hearing school to kind of, um, so, that my, so that I can have an um, idea of what it is like to be part of two communities. Um, so for me, I felt more comfortable in the deaf community because I have friends that was like me, and I, you know, and I was like, oh my God, they can relate, you know? Yeah. Especially the hearing people, I'm like, God, Jesus, like I have to work with them to communicate. The communication was a lot hard while I was growing up until I'm 23. So this day I have really bad communication too with a lot of people. And it's very difficult, right? Because people are not educated about this at school or even they don't even know anybody that has a disability or anybody that does. They never came across that. So I was the first person out of everybody I meet. Remember, 90% of the time I meet, people I meet are hearing people. I'm the only one that's stuck that walked in the room. So I had to shine, like I had to show different. And it was a lot of pressure too, because I felt like if I don't do what I have to do, people are gonna walk all over me. And, you know, and because I had been taken advantage of a lot of times just because I was deaf. And it was not easy. I had to literally step up a lot of time. And, you know, like my mom had to push me, my grandma had to push me, my aunt had to push me, my aunt was like literally like 
my aunt, like she would go and beat up anybody that would bully me. Like she was that person. And she's like, who's bullying my niece? I'm going to come after you. Like she was like one of those aunts. I was like, oh my God. So, so like if it wasn't for her, honestly, truly, I think I wouldn't see how like, how you're supposed to stand up for yourself. So, you know, I'm being bullied for since the whole school. Since I was the age of four to and was 14, 15, I was bullied the whole time. Like my first bully was in grade nine, grade one, in grade one. I got pushed down down the, the hill because I'm yeah, like it was really bad. I was bullied big time. Like it was really, really bad. And I got bruises and it was just really bad. So, I mean, now that I'm getting older, it's getting better because now I feel like people are more open-minded and more aware. So, and I guess because of me, you know, coming up to people, especially on my Instagram, people are seeing it and they're like, oh my God, like, I even have friends from high school that what used to be bullying me actually following me now. And so they, you know, and they, it's kind of cool because it's like now they're looking back like, oh my God, you know? And then some of them apologize to you and I was like, it's okay. Like it's a long time ago, we were a baby, we were kids, like, you know what I mean? And, you know, so, yeah. You know, it's interesting how people um, that don't understand what you're doing or don't like what you're doing or what have you, it's funny how they come back around. I can relate to that. It's interesting. People, I wouldn't necessarily call bully. People that try to maybe like tear me down, create false narratives, they are all of a sudden like hitting me up and they're proud and, you know, oh, well, you know, my bad, you know, so it's really interesting (laughs) how that always works. Those tables exactly. always turn, no matter what. But exactly. I wanted to go back to your story. So you said you went to two schools. So at what yeah. age did you go to the deaf school? And at what age did you go to the, the school for hearing people? So for the deaf school, I went there from, I think, JK or SK to grade two. Grade two or grade, no, grade three. Grade three. So grade three. So SK to grade three, that's when I went to the deaf school. Um, just so I can, um, I guess so my family just wanted me to be around people like me so I can build a self-esteem and help me in terms of that way. Um, and then the hearing school, I went from, I, I actually went to both because in the morning I went to the deaf school and then the afternoon I went to the hearing school. Oh, okay. To, so, that, so that I can like balance out, right? So that way it's up and down, which I like it. And then I ended up stopped going to deaf school when I was in grade three because of the time commitment and like switching to translation it was a little too much for my family and myself because I felt like I had to get up early and then I had to go to and the school was far from my house my house back then so I had to take a school bus so it was too much and then yeah yeah, it was just yeah it was just too much and everybody was working too right so it's like who's gonna take me to school in the afternoon that was too much so my mom said you know what no more of the deaf school we're just gonna take her to the hearing school, and then we're tested on see how it is. It was good so far. It got better after grade one when I got bullied. And so it got a little bit better, but there was some, there was some up and down, but I mean, we got through it, but yeah. Okay, I'm glad you gave me that clarification. So basically, it just sounds like, wait, what is SK? Because I know you're in Canada. What is SK? Is it like pre-K? Like yeah, before pre-school. kindergarten? Yeah, preschool, like kindergarten. Oh, okay. Just asking yeah. because, you know, we have a lot of things we do similar, you know, in America yeah, and Canada, but it's just a different name. So I just wanted to double check. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like going to the hearing school? Because, and again, I think our ignorance will sometimes 
automatically assume that people that are hard of hearing or deaf are unintelligent, which is obviously not the case. So were you put into classes with people that were hearing or were you put into any type of um, education for people that may have had a need? Or I'm just curious to know, like, how did that, how did that work once you ended up going to the, the hearing school? So, okay, so you, uh, about the hearing school, right? Mm -hmm. So the hearing school, I was not put into a special needs school or anything like that in um, the classroom or anything like that. I was not put in that. They were, they wanted to, actually, they mm -hmm. wanted to. I remember they had a meeting with my mom. My mom said, no, my daughter's not stupid just because she does. You know, and so I know, I, I think, I don't remember what happened, but I think they put me in some room. I had no idea what room I was in. And it was like a bunch of kids, but it was nothing like me. And, and like, it was like kids that had special needs and stuff like that. But the thing is, I was very ahead of them. So I'm just like, why am I in this room? Just because I'm deaf. Right. So a lot of times teachers misunderstood the person academic wise, the level up there are in academic. And that's what the problem was. And they tried, I remember one time I came home and I told my mom and I said, I was in this room for what reason, right? Like they make it seem like I'm stupid, but I was not stupid. And so my mom came back to the school and she basically like put them in their place. Like, no, my daughter's gonna be in normal class. Put in a normal class. Like, Jesus Christ, that's stupid. We're not stupid, you know? And uh, so from there on, moving forward, things changed completely. They're like, okay, you know what? We're gonna put clean in this room and that's it. And then that's it. So I was doing pretty well in, in the normal classroom versus just about your needs classroom. So, um, so it was a lot of like, a lot of like misunderstanding between the teachers and my mom and my academic level and where I was at. So, yeah. So, and it sounds like you had a very strong team of advocates with your mother, your grandmother, your auntie that's beating up folks for bullying, which I am totally a champion of. Um, <laughs> I, I like those yeah. kind of things. I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like bullies. Sure. I, I hate bullying with a passion. So, at what point, Kalina, did you decide that it's time for you to advocate for yourself? Like, what, at what point were you like, you know what, I can handle my business or, or stand up on my own without my mother or my aunt or my grandmother getting involved? I would say when I was in grade six, so that was what? How old are we in grade six? Like 14, 13? I think I was 12. I was 12. I was 12. Yeah, and I remember. I was 12 years old. That's when I went to a, a middle school. And that's when I started being more advocate for myself and speaking to my mom about it. And then my mom would give me tests instead of her going to the school. So she's showing me what I'm supposed to be saying to the principal, the teachers, and stuff like that. So that way I know, like, okay, okay, my mom said I have to go to the school. If it doesn't work out, then I go to my mom. And then she'll come the second time, right? So, every, so my family made, like, baby stuff with me before I even come all on my own. So that was, that's what they did. They did baby stuff with me first thing, grace steps. They told me what to do. I went to the school. Didn't work out, of course. It didn't work out. My family ended up having to come in. And I all came in. And then like, I told you, and I told them, I told you guys, my family are crazy. You don't want them to come in. <laughs> and so my family, my family did not, like my family, the type of family that they're very strong person and very strong people. So you can't like walk over them because they will never let you do that. They'll be like, are you dumb? No. <laughs> so that's the type of people my family are, but no. But that's when I started slowly from grade six to now. Mm -hmm. 
and like as I grow each grade, I started going on my own. So your family will pull up. I like those kind of families. I got family <laughs> just like that. We pulls up, planes, yeah. automobile, bicycle, walk, <laughs> and we'll have it <laughs> Okay. All right. So let me ask you. So what was it like now? You're 23, so you're still young. So what is it like now as an adult in terms of making friends, um, dating? What is that like as a deaf and hard of hearing woman out here navigating adulthood? Um, I think it's getting better. I mean, I still have to do challenge on my own. Um, the only thing is um, teaching other people how to communicate with me. That's the only thing. Um, but so far, it's pretty good. I know a lot of people don't notice because you can't tell, right? right? Like I'm like like some people, but like if you are that like they think you do sign language, right? For me, like right. I'm learning how to do sign language, but I never grew up with sign language, so I don't know sign language off of my head. So that's and that's when people see me and they're like, and they talk to me normal, right? But then like I'm like, oh, in, they're like. Hello, are you deaf? And then that's right there. I have to keep telling people consistently, like, I am deaf. I'm hard of hearing. Look. And they're like, oh. And then, you know, and, I, and that's another thing I hate when people keep saying, like, are you deaf? I deaf. And that's a lot, a lot of common things people say now. And it just kind of pisses me off. And I'm just keep telling people, like, mm-hmm. be open minded. There's people that actually are deaf and you can't tell, like myself. Like, the way I speak, the way I hear. Like, right now, you probably even tell because I'm listening, everything consistently. I'm hearing everything pretty well. You won't know. So I keep telling people, like, be mindful, be open. So for my friends, um, all my friends are very open. Um, they, uh, to be honest, they they were really well than expected. Like, they make sure I heard everything. They were, they were not, like, they were not, like, I know some deaf people, some, uh, some deaf people, um, they probably get this a lot, and it's something new for you as well. Um, a lot of people be like, hello, hello, hello. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I don't get that from my friends at all. They know that I'm deaf. So they're very accommodated. They're very open with the, the communication. Um, and relationship-wise, um, my boyfriend, you know, like we were dating. And he was pretty wild. He already knew that was kind of deaf. I didn't know. He booked it. I guess he booked it because I had my hair up when he first met me. And he's like, oh, you were hearing. And I'm like, wait, what? You never heard it? And he's like, yeah, like my cousin had it. I mean, right then, he already knew what he was doing with me. So it's not like, it wasn't communication barrier or anything like that. He already knew that, how to communicate with me right away on the spot. So I didn't have any problem with the relationship, but that was not a problem. My friends are very open-minded. They're very careful what they're saying to me. They're very, like, gentle. They're very, like... Hey, Todd, what do we need to do to help? You know what I mean? They're very, like, couple. And I love my friends so much. Well, that is good. I'm glad to hear that. And what you said about people assuming, like, the assumptions, especially with the sign language piece. First off, assuming that everyone can hear is is an assumption I'm sure a lot of us, myself included, will have until we're shown otherwise. But then the assumption about sign language is interesting because I know one of my mentors at the counseling center that I um, do work at, she gets offended when you assume that she speaks Spanish. So she's like, you know, it's automatic assumption or assuming that she knows where all the tacos are because she's Mexican. So it's really interesting 
that these assumptions, no matter where it is, they always seem to pop up and be problematic, no matter what. And then I also notice language is very important. Um, and even not even necessarily like sign language in terms of like, in terms of you, because it sounds like you've done well without learning, but you're learning now, which is great. But what I more so mean is that the I'm sorry piece, like before we start, uh, before we got on, on the mic, you were talking about how, you know, I'm sorry is not necessarily the best terms to use when it comes to talking to people that may um, be deaf or hard of hearing. And then we find out and we didn't know. So do you mind talking about like, what's a good way to substitute the I'm sorry in terms of just being more empathetic and understanding of, of our hard of hearing and deaf family? For sure, for sure. Um, this is I get this all the time. People always consistently come to me like, "Hey, can you know, like, what did I do wrong? Like, can it like?" So I I always keep claiming to people it's because we hard of hearing and or someone else stuff, we're so used to people telling us, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." While we grow up, it's like it's just annoying. For me, it's annoying. I hate when I hear that because basically what you're telling, like for example, myself. But if you're telling me I'm sorry, it means you're telling me like, oh, I'm sorry that you're deaf. That's what it means to us who are deaf or someone that's hard of hearing. That's what you're telling us, saying I'm sorry that you're deaf. Don't say that. So in other words, we phrase it, oh, I'm unaware that you couldn't hear. I apologize. And then that way they can say like, oh, they're unaware, right? So don't say I'm sorry right away because then it's like, I never, you're not God. Are you God? Did you, try, did you make me? No. So, so it's very, 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 very important how a lot of people post people. For me, I would think I'm unaware. What can I do to communicate with you better? That's an amazing part, way to say I'm unaware. What can I do to communicate with you better? Mm-hmm. And even at that. And that's the most important thing. That's what a lot of people don't get. I am sorry, but I get that all the time. People be like, uh, can you help me here? So that's. You know, I'm sorry is a, a phrase that I'm learning is becoming more and more problematic um, when it comes to describing or explaining something we don't understand. Like even in times of like, if, let's say if we lose somebody or if um, someone dies close to us, oh, I'm so sorry, I could never imagine. And it almost, it can, it can come off condescending. It's a little, and it's like, and I know exactly. people say that as a, they don't know what to say, so that's the only thing they can think of. But I think that I would rather somebody not say nothing at all or just say, look, I have no idea what exactly to say to comfort you, but just know I'm here. So what you're saying, I'm aware or I'm unaware, I think that's a that's really dope. I mean, that's something great that I think everybody should adopt. Like, look, you know, my apologies, I was unaware. Just so it's like a, I'm not throwing pity on you or no kind of weird energy on you. Like, look, I didn't know. My fault. How can I, how can I be... How can I be in good communication with you? Like, you know, like, let me know. So I, I respect the fact that you're open about being like, look, like, you can, we can communicate. Just come correct. Don't, don't come with me at like no pity. Exactly. Right. Exactly. hundred percent. Like, it's, that's what it is. Like, a lot of people come towards us, the deaf committee or anybody that has disability, come with, come with pe- petty comments. And I'm like, dude, like, calm down. Like, you know what I mean? If you don't know what to say, just be like, just stay, be like this, you know, so that way we can be like, it's okay, like, you know what I mean? So that way you can be like, okay, you're not coming across rude or, you know, coming across disrespect. That's pretty much it. Okay, I'm glad you gave that clarification. Um, before I get into your platform, though, because I do want to talk about that, what other advice would you give to people that are able to hear 
in terms of how to better um, communicate with our hard of hearing or deaf family, because I know we're in an age now where you ain't got no choice but to understand people at this point, whether you want to or not. Me, I always love understanding. So I don't mind. I'm down. Educate me. I'm down. But anybody <laughs> else, though, what like what would you tell them in terms of look like? There's other there's other influencers I'm seeing online that are deaf or hard of hearing that's getting it popping and they're educating. So, what would Deaf Queen Boss tell? us about how to better be inclusive to those that are deaf and hard of hearing or even with those that have disabilities yeah exactly um my tip is um one use your caption consistently because um not everybody on instagram especially instagram no one just is using caption and it's like hello like there's other other people out there you know and as well too um do not be lazy I noticed that a lot of people are super lazy putting caption on their IGTV or even on video, the, um, the videos on their story. Um, and um, the third thing is be very, very mindful what words you are using, right? So whatever you, words you are using, it's very important. And I know I have a came across with myself too when I hear or see people doing podcasting and stuff, they use words that's not like really necessary. Um, and of course, if you're going to be using podcast, I'm not telling everybody to do it, but I highly recommend you do video podcasting because a person like me who is um, who's a lip reader, so I read a lot of reading lips. So if there's, there's no caption, I, read, I look at the person's face and see what they're talking and what they're saying. So um, but the other one is, you know, talk really slow. Don't talk don't talk too fast, right? And I noticed that a lot of times people are on IG and have their story, they talk so fast. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, and sometimes I don't even get certain words because certain words comes out when we hear things, right? And not everything fully connected to our ears. So it's like the certain words that we met. So that's why I would recommend people, you know, talk slow, use caption, you know, keep your communication open. And talk really slow, talk general, talk gentle. Don't just talk aggressively. Um, what else can I say? Um, and yeah, just be also be mindful what you put up. And yeah. You know, I'm glad you said that because something that I've always had to work on is talking slower. So the more I'm learning more about my audience, I'm realizing that my audience is not just and this is over almost five years. I've been doing this for about five years now. But I'm realizing like, wow, I have to do a super much better job of being more inclusive, like and more accessible. Yeah. Like this. So for me, I'm physically like, like, because my personality is I talk fast and I'm, da -da 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 -da, you know, yeah. <laughs> but as I get older and as I get older with spiritual homegirl, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to have to slow it down, period at some point, not all the way down, because at some point I have to be somewhat authentic, but in terms of, instead of going a hundred miles a minute, maybe I can go 50. You know what I mean? Like maybe I can exactly. cut it exactly. down to half. Exactly. I tried to use captions on my IGTV. They're auto-generated. So I'm like, I'm hoping it's right because you know, sometimes the captions do not, they're not always spot on. Exactly. So, also I realized with my reels, my reels make it easy because sometimes I don't have to talk. I can just put the words on 
and I could just make my own captions. Or if with podcasting, I'm learning now because I'm working on my YouTube because I have a hundred, you're a hundred and let me think. By the time this airs, you'll be a hundred, I think 150. You know, I want to make sure this drops on a Monday. So let me see what episode I'm on right now. Okay. <laughs> I done did so many podcasts, Kalina, like yeah. I have over, let me think. This is a hundred, 152. Hmm. You want to drop on a Sunday or a Monday? Uh, Sunday. <laughs> you want to drop on a Sunday? Sure. <laughs> cool. So that means you'll be episode 152. So I have to go back from episode one to 152 and put everything on YouTube and put the captions on. Provided, you know, YouTube be, you know, they be screening stuff too. So certain certain words, you know, if they got certain words, I can't put it on there. But, you know, I have to, I now have to go backwards, which I don't mind because I'm like, if that means that I can encourage a homegirl to people that, want to experience what I do here and want to be inspired. I want people to feel like my platform is welcoming them. I don't want nobody to say, oh, I like her, but she don't She don't understand. Like I may like her, but I may be hard to hear or I may be deaf. So since she doesn't understand that I might be in her audience, I'll just leave her alone. Cause some people don't like that. Like some, and that's understandable. If you feel like people don't recognize you in your identity, they're not going to fool with you. Even if it, just be of sheer ignorance. Like I would never mess with somebody as a black woman. I would never support a non-black creator that did not acknowledge or at least respect my existence. So yeah, you need to probably speak up about social injustice because if you don't, I'm not gonna fool with you. You know, you know exactly. I mean? So yeah, that's what exactly. I mean in terms, of, in terms of like those that are deaf and hard of hearing. It's almost like, look, if you're not even doing the bare minimum, why why should I support what you do? You don't even exactly exactly. So I understand that. I do. So I'm glad that you you've educated myself as well as everybody else. Because there are a lot of people out here that are deaf or hard of hearing. Because like you said, you cannot tell simply by looking at folks. No, you can't tell. You can't tell. The only way you can tell is literally when they flip their hair. Where like if it's a guy, you can see it. But, yeah. you know, especially girls. You know, a lot of times too, and that's another thing too. A lot of times like hard of hearing girls, they hide their hearing aid or the cochlear implant. Because there are, their self-esteem is not there yet. So it's going to take them time to get there, get there. It took me, like, years to get up where I am. Like, years. Like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't even, I don't know how I got there. I don't know. It just happened baby step again. And no, and a lot of time, um, girls that were cooking in front of their hair they they hide their hair a lot. And they just, they're just not there. And why? It's because there are, they don't want people to be asking them questions. And they're tired, you know what I mean? They don't want people to say that word, I'm sorry. They don't want it that. They don't want to hear. They ought to hear someone that wants to learn about it. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. What do you have in your ears? They rather hear that instead of saying, I'm so sorry, right? So for me, like, I'm so used to it because I grew up with 99% of people around me that is hearing people. I have to educate everybody, every single step I go in my life. Honestly, and so yeah, so that's definitely my advice to people. Like, you never know. You just never know. Even if they do not do sign language, like myself, I don't do sign language. You just never know, and you just gotta be careful and how you bring up your content, especially Instagram. Be 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 be, be, be mindful, especially like for example TikTok. I noticed that TikTok now all of a sudden caption caption every everything, and I'm like, what? I'm like, good job TikTok. Good job. 
because like what and now little do people know a lot of deaf community are actually on tiktok app more than instagram why because there's more caption on tiktok than instagram so like for myself i watch more tiktok than instagram why because there's more caption than instagram I mean, Instagram ain't nothing but TikTok light at this point. I mean, all the TikToks end up on Instagram anyway. So it's almost like they're going to have to do something a little bit better at this point because TikTok, everyone's already going, everybody's already up over there, number one. And then you go (laughs) viral twice because your TikTok shows up on Instagram or Twitter. So TikTok has really changed the game because now that I think about it, all of the, you're right, all of the captions and stuff is on TikTok. And I was like, yo, like, I like to actually experience this content, even as a hearing person. I appreciate the fact that there's captions and there's something that I can hear too, because I actually like to read the captions. I'm I'm one of those. Like, I don't mind reading closed captions. I like to watch it with both. So that's cool. I think that's really cool that you brought that up. But tell me about Deaf Queen Boss, like your platform. Like, when when did you decide? Because obviously it sounds like you're very centered and rooted and you being this just super fly beautiful party hearing deaf woman like you're like look i'm i'm fly period it don't matter hearing aid, no hearing aid. i'm out here with mine so so it's like so where did you decide to say you know what i'm gonna use my experience and my self-esteem to uplift others like where did you get to that point to to uplift other people yeah so where you decide you know what i'm gonna make a whole platform based on this to help other people um Honestly, truly, I start something on Instagram and on my personal page, I thought something on Instagram and there was a person and she and she was dub and she and she was talking about how like Instagram needs to do better with caption and like there's not that much um kind of hearing influences in Canada. There's a lot more from the UK and the States. So I was just like, wait, wait, hold on. This person may have a point. There's no hard of hearing influencer or someone that's from Canada that actually wants to educate other people about it. And it's actually true because I did my research and I looked and looked everywhere, but only strictly UK and the States. But I haven't seen no one from Canada that is like me. And I thought, whoa. So I guess that she gave me that attention to let me create my own page. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and see what happens. But I'm not expecting too much. I didn't have any high expectation about it. But I just went through it, did, did it. And I had so many people. I had, like, what, um, 2.9K people saw my first video on my first IGTV. And I first posted it. I was like, whoa. I didn't even think I didn't think it would go that far. And so another, another the second reason why I wanted to do it is because um, little do people know, there are, it's very rare to see a deaf or hard of hearing actor in Hollywood. There are no show on hard of hearing community show. There's only that one show, which is called Switch, Switch at Birth. That's the only one show on Netflix that talks about the deaf community and the hearing community together, trying to together. And I was just like, okay, we need to make a change. So when I spoke to a lot of people that were uh, hard of hearing or deaf influencers, they all, like, I messaged them and I said, hey, like, I'm new to this. It's like, it's crazy how nothing's happening. And they're like, yeah, it's, 
It's like, there's no one. And then they all told me, you're the first person from Canada that actually reached out to us. And then they're like, it's very impressive because there's no one. And literally, there's no one from Canada. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just be the first person. And then I did it. Given that you have such good energy about what you're doing, and it sounds like, you know, based on what I perceive, it's a very pure intent. And I think that with you being so... Um, fearless and being the first I do see a lot of like brand partnerships sponsorships things of that nature in your future I just think it it just it makes sense um, with whatever you decide to choose to do but ultimately um, well I know she said you have an online coaching business so with your online coaching business is it more so for for people or, or women is it men is it people that are able to hear people that are not able to hear or the hard of hearing or deaf like what do you want to do with your online coaching business um online business i want it to be open for anybody in general i just don't want to be just one specific person mm-hmm. um because again i grew up with 90 percent of people that i was hearing so i'm so used to hearing people so and I still have the love and heart for the hearing people, obviously, because right. I grew up with them. I, like, I always love you guys, always, you know? <laughs> and also, too, I always have the deaf community. So I think, you know, I just do both, right? Right. So. Well, that is good. You said you graduated with a psychology degree. What school you went to, Kalina? I went to York University. Okay, represent your school. You know, just have to, you know, shout out, you know, little woo-woo, just in case. <laughs> All right. So before we get out of here, though, is there anything else that you want us to know about Kalina or Deaf Queen Boss or anything that you have going on? Um, I am actually finishing up a book, um, a book that it basically gives the hearing people expressive of what it's like to be a deaf person inside the book. So it'll be really amazing for a lot of hearing people and even teachers or even parents that had child that is deaf or had hearing, just to give them a, like, a mindset, like what it is like, you know? And so that was something that I have going on. And also too, my reminder for a lot of people is that there are websites that can help you create your caption. I know some people are asking me, what are the apps? There are a lot of websites you guys can click on my DM, ask me all you want. What's on the website? There are four websites, I believe. But I know there are different ones. There even Oh, and luckily, I found an app that actually do it for IGTV. So I just found one. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of websites that does the caption for you, and you can just put it up, and then it's done, and you just edit it, and then that's it. I only literally, it took me like about an hour, and that's it. Please forward me all of those links because I'm going to need that. I have a hundred (laughs) and it's not even 152. It's really more than that because there were some episodes that were a little short that I didn't really count as episodes, even though technically I posted them. So they do count. So I have about maybe 170 ish pieces of content that I have to put captions on better late than never. Okay. I, my apologies for not coming on this sooner, but I know better now. So I have to do better. Okay. So how can people get in touch with you? A lot of people got in touch with me from clubhouse. Um, it's just amazing. I would say like 200 people. Oh, wow. So what's, what's your clubhouse name? Pardon? What's your uh, clubhouse name? Uh, the queen box. Okay, I'm just, I know it. I'm just asking, you know, so those that may want to link with you on Clubhouse and hear you in rooms, you know, what, how people want to get in touch with you. So what is your Instagram? Again, I know it. 
<laughs> obviously <laughs> but like for those that want to so, get in touch with you on instagram what is your, so, your screen name my instagram my youtube and my clubhouse is all the same it's the queen box that i would easy for people to find me if they trying to look for information I'm all ears. My DMs are always open. I may take a couple few days late to reply just because I have so many people that are contacting me and they're asking me questions, how they can help them. I have a lot of, right now, I'm kind of recently working with a lot of parents, actually, that have a lot of, yeah. So it's, so it's pretty cool. I'm working with a lot of other people, especially parents. And now i am got uh, books for other podcasts as well just to help them, how to be... Um, be mindful and how to be resourceful for the deaf community. And so, yeah, so, yeah. I got to brag, okay? Because technically, I'm the first American interview that you've had, period. Yeah. So we out here with the exclusives, okay? So when you get on these super duper, like when you get your own stuff and you end up having your own show and your own, like, just whatever setup you want, I can say, you know what? She was over here first in America, period, <laughs> period. I'll be bragging over here. I see a lot of great stuff for your future, Kalina. And I think that this is a, such a great um, mission that you're on. And I think this is awesome. And I've learned so much just in this short amount of time um, talking to you. It's like, wow. So when you get your book finished and ready to go, definitely I would like for you to come back and talk about that book so that we can, at least I can do whatever I can on my part to, to bring awareness. Like, I totally love the mission. So whenever you finish your book, just please let me know. We'll do this again. And, you know, we can run it from there. Perfect. My book should be finished around May. So okay. I'm trying to get it done by my birthday, which is May 29th. So I'm trying to get that done by my birthday so that everybody can pitch it in on my birthday. So. All right, Gemini, y'all heard her. Gemini coming out with her book. She's a Gemini, mm-hmm. y'all. So... <laughs> So, all right, then. So, it was, it's, it's been an honor, Kalina. Thank you so much for coming on the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. And I look forward to seeing all of the success that you're you're going to embark. I, I just know it. You're on your way. You are definitely on your way. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem, boo. And that was today's episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed my conversation with Kalina. I still, even on the playback, I'm still just like, wow, this was such a great, organic, easy, breezy, um, educational conversation. And those are usually what my favorite interviews consist of. The vibe was right. The energy was right. I just want to shout out Kalina again for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me as well as educate myself as well as others through this podcast about what it is like um, to not only be a deaf and hard of hearing um, woman in society, but how we can better um communicate because that's really what it's all about is just understanding and perspective and communication so if you want to find kalina again she is deaf queen boss everywhere on social media that includes youtube she's getting her youtube built up as well um she's also on clubhouse same name definitely tap in with kalina um let her know what she thought about the podcast she's open to questions so definitely hit her up just give her some time to respond because she's been very busy (laughs) lately if you want to find me you can do so at instagram youtube and um Facebook at Spiritual Homegirl. I'm currently working on getting the captions on this episode correct because I would like to put this on YouTube as well. If you heard the interview, remember Kalina said that a way to serve and better communicate with people that are deaf and 
hard of hearing or and or hard of hearing is to actually do video podcasts so that people can read lips or they can actually read the captions and interact and engage that way. So I'm definitely going to take her advice and I'm going to definitely do better with that. So I want to make sure that I get her episode up as soon as possible because this is all new for me in terms of making my platform more accessible. So bear with me, y'all. Also, I'm on Clubhouse as well at Spirit Home Girl. Tomorrow, me and Delorgan Young, another Canadian. It's a North American connection <laughs> lately on the podcast and on the platform. We do Mind Sex Mondays every Monday. Um, so definitely tap in with us. My club on Clubhouse is Make Peace with the Day. So definitely tap in there. Also, if you want some aromatherapy solutions, spiritualhomegirl.shop. Tribe letter also goes out tomorrow. You can sign up through my show notes here or go to spiritualhomegirl.shop. Or if you follow me on Instagram, you can click that link that says sign up for tribe letter. You can tap in there. And if you want to sign up for Patreon to support a young black woman creator like myself, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash spiritual homegirl. We're still in Aquarius season. Therefore, we'll be doing more Aquarius sun sign challenges to better our lives incrementally through astrology. So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust the self, trust yourself, (laughs) and never be too closed-minded to hear different perspectives other than yours. All right? Love y'all. Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trachademics Valerio.